today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The Holy Spirit has something to say to the church. The question isn't, is the Holy Spirit speaking? The question is, am I hearing it? No, I have ears, but am I hearing it? I would suggest that Philadelphia had ears to hear what the Spirit said, but Laodicea had itching ears to hear only what they wanted said. People don't like to be told they're wrong or sinful. Most people today, when they feel rebuked, will close their hearts to correction. As Pastor J.D. teaches today, God has harsh words for those who only listen to truth when it's something they want to hear, but reject the truth and the correction that will save them. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. So, not only does Paul tell Timothy what to do and how to do it, he also tells him why. Notice in verse 1, he says that the reason why Paul is to preach the word, unwavering, unflinching, strengthened in his resolve, is because the Lord, who will judge the living and the dead, is coming. Hang on to that. We're going to come back to that. That's the why behind the what and the how. Paul, writing to Timothy, says, this is what I want you to do, this is how I want you to do it, and this is why I want you to do it. That's just the first two verses. It gets worse. (laughs) Second one is in verses 3 and 4. In addition to not stopping because of it, don't be surprised by it. This is one of those places in God's Word where I think we do well to ask the question of, why is it that we have this in our Bibles? I believe that one of the main reasons is that when it happens, not if, when this happens, and it's happening, that we're not derailed by it, not surprised by it. We're actually ready for it, in anticipation of it. I mean, if you think about it, if, if you didn't have this warning in advance, how hard is that going to be when, not if it happens? I'll take it a step further and suggest that not only is this here so we won't be surprised, It's also here as a prophetic sign of the last days prior to the rapture. Kind of a twofold purpose. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most stunning contrasts in this regard, 
my answer would be that of the last days church in Philadelphia and the church of the Laodiceans. I'm saying it that way for a reason. I'll explain here in just a moment. So you have seven churches. These are literal churches. And Jesus has John from the island of Patmos write seven letters that were mailed to these seven physical churches at the time known as Asia Minor, most believe in about the year 95 AD. We know it today as modern day Turkey. You can actually visit the uh, ruins of these cities there in Turkey. I wouldn't recommend traveling there at this time anyway, but um, seven churches. And there were only two of the seven churches for which there was no rebuke from Jesus. In fact, instead of a rebuke, there was an encouragement, an exhortation again, and just to hang on <laughs> not much longer. And those two churches were the church of Smyrna, we affectionately refer to as the persecuted church, and the church of Philadelphia, we again affectionately refer to as the remnant church. But after the church of Philadelphia, there's the seventh church, and it's the last church, seven being the number of completion. And it's this church in this city of Laodicea. And what's so interesting is that when John is told to write these letters, the first six letters he writes to the angel of the church in Ephesus, in Smyrna, in Sardis, in Thyatira, in Pergamum, in Philadelphia. But then when he gets to the church in Laodicea, he doesn't say the church in Laodicea. He says, write to the church of the Laodiceans. Why? Because it's not my church anymore. This is the church that I'm standing on the outside of, knocking on the door to come back in. I'm not even in that church anymore. And by the way, the name is the nature. Stay with me, I'm going somewhere with this. Very important. The name is the nature. See, Laodicea is a combination of two words in the English where we get laity and diocese, or laity decide, or laity rule. The laity were calling the shots. The Lord was no longer <laughs> in charge. The Lord was no longer even in the church, ruling over the church. They were in His place. That's why He says right to the church of the Laodiceans. And the contrast between the church of Philadelphia and the church of Laodicea is stark, and that's an understatement. And here's why. To the church in Philadelphia, Jesus has John commend them in Revelation 3, verses 8 and 10, writing, I know your works, See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. I know you're just hanging on by a thread. 
you have kept my word, preached my word, and have not denied my name. You know what the inference is here? This infers, this implies that there were those who had. Had what? Not kept His word. Had denied His name. We're no longer preaching the word. And then He says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, tribulation, the seven year tribulation, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell in the earth. We refer to, rightfully so, this as a proof text for a pre-tribulation rapture, along with many others. The church will not be here for the seven-year tribulation. The true church, we will be kept from the hour of tribulation that is coming upon the whole world. And it is. Okay, let's talk about the church of the Laodiceans. Jesus, has John write in Revelation 3, 19 and 20, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, keyword, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Now I'm keenly aware that many, and it's okay, I get it, I've done it myself. We use this as a evangelical text, you know, that behold, the Lord is standing at the door of your heart, knocking, wanting to come in. That's fine. But this was a church. These were Christians. And the clarion call is to repent. This was the lukewarm church. He just got done saying to them, you know, I wish you were either hot or cold. I mean, that would be so much better, but because you're lukewarm, I want to vomit you out of my mouth. You make me sick. That's what really the original language uh, says. Pretty, pretty blunt, pretty graphic. It needs to be. It needs to be. It's kind of interesting because Laodicea, the city, was close in proximity to another city. We have mention of it in the book of Acts, the city of Hierapolis. And what's really interesting about Laodicea is this was a super wealthy city. In fact, it was the banking center of the known world in that region. They had so much money. And they had so much money that they decided to build this elaborate system by which to get the natural hot springs from Hierapolis into Laodicea so they could have their resorts and spas and, 
And even again, you can yeah, search it online. It's, be- it's, it's breathtaking. The natural hot springs there in Hierapolis. Oh my goodness. So Laodicea is like, hey, we can afford it, let's do it. So they built this elaborate system. But here's the thing, by the time the water, the hot springs from Hierapolis got to Laodicea, they weren't hot anymore. They were lukewarm. <laughs> I love it when God does that. They got the, They got the point. Lukewarm? Oh yeah, they know a thing or two about being lukewarm. How about trying to, when you're so thirsty, drink a glass of lukewarm water? How about when you're cold? Don't you want it to be hot? And when you're hot, don't you want it to be cold? Someone gives you something lukewarm, you're like, that's what he's saying. I wish you were either hot or cold, but you're, you're, you're lukewarm. And you need to repent. And he's, he says even, be zealous and repent. And here's what's at stake, Laodicea. I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. But there will come a time where I will not keep knocking on this door. Now's the time. If you hear... If you have ears to hear, open the door. Now. And in verse 22, he ends the letter the same exact way that he ends all of the letters. He who has an ear. Stop right there. Wait, that's rhetorical, right? Yeah. He who has an ear. Okay, show of hands. How many here have an ear? Go ahead. Come on. Wow, some of you didn't raise your hand. Whatever, that's between you and the Lord. Hey, you don't have an ear. You have two. And here's what you don't have. And I I hope this isn't weird, but it's true. You don't have ear lids. I'll give you a moment on that. I know it's deeply profound. Have you noticed that? You don't need ear lids to not hear. You know how it is when someone's talking to you and you're not really hearing what they're saying. As a kid, I remember, you know, growing up, my mom, she would, with her thick accent, she would hit this octave. And it was like, and when she hit that note, that key, I knew, I don't know what it was, C sharp, whatever. That's it. I didn't hear anything else. I mean, I, I still had my ears, but I wasn't hearing. You know, all I heard was. <laughs> I think we do that with the Lord. We don't hear. Oh, we hear, but we don't really hear. You know how it is when you're in a conversation with somebody and your your mind is totally someplace else. But you want to be polite, courteous, and they keep going on and on and on. And so you try to insert the, oh, hmm, is that right, at the proper spot. And and then you mess up and they catch you and they, no, I asked you a question. You were like, oh, is that right? Oh, sorry. What were you saying again? (laughs) You weren't listening, were you? No. (laughs) He who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says 
to the churches? You know what this means, right? The Holy Spirit has something to say to the church. The question isn't, is the Holy Spirit speaking? The question is, am I hearing it? No, I have ears, but am I hearing it? I would suggest that Philadelphia had ears to hear what the Spirit said, but Laodicea had itching ears to hear only what they wanted said. Perhaps better said, one had ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church, whereas the other had itching ears to hear what people want to hear at the church. Dare I say that you don't have to look very hard or go very far to find one of these. And again, this is what I mean by I, I take no pleasure in teaching and preaching this passage because it's heartbreaking. It's also very convicting as a pastor. And I would be disingenuous at best and even dishonest at worst if I didn't confess that there have been times where I've just said, Lord, no. <laughs> You know, one of the things when you teach expositionally, book by book and chapter by chapter and verse by verse, you don't get to pick what you want to preach on. And so when I know what the passage is on, I'm like, hmm, I think I'll be sick that day. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) So I can have Pastor Mac fill in for me, but then I've got the next week. What am I going to do, skip it? Lord, If I preach that, they're not coming back. To which the Lord responds, oh really? Is that what you're preaching for? Is that who you're preaching to? Are you you saying that you need to preach in such a way that hey, you don't want to ruffle any feathers, to use that metaphor, because you want them to come back. I mean, what pastor doesn't want to be liked? I don't want you to hate my guts. I want you to like me. (laughs) You like me, right? (laughs) I was sharing, I think it was, uh, I don't remember now, it's all a blur, but You know, like, so I'll be up here preaching, teaching, and then somebody will get up and walk out. Now, nobody's going to do that now after I said that, right? (laughs) And here's the enemy going, oh, it's what you said. And again, I would be disingenuous at best, dishonest at worst, if I didn't think to myself, oh, they walked out. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Here's the Lord going, oh really? Oh, we're going we're gonna to say it in such a way so that they're okay? Uh, by the way, there are those who are doing that. And because of that, in huge numbers, People are flocking to their churches. And what pastor doesn't want to have people in his church? Again, I'm just being very 
open with you. I hope that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But I'm just, as any, (laughs) it's not beneath me certainly, and I'm not above it. I'm certainly capable of it. There are those times where I'm looking at the passage and I'm thinking to myself and I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, um, whew, I feel like Jeremiah. You know who Jeremiah was? The weeping prophet. <laughs> I mean, he even told him, I'm going to give you this message, you're going to prophesy it, and nobody's going to respond. You're never going to even have one person respond. So, go. (laughs) Here's Jeremiah. No, I don't want to. (laughs) No, you will. And he did. That was a kick out of the contrast between Jonah and Jeremiah. And the question is always asked, who would you have come and speak at a conference? (laughs) No, wait, 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 wait. Here's Jeremiah. Not one person got saved in his ministry. Not even one. And here's Jonah. A whole city got saved. Who are you going to have? Come. Oh, by the way, you should probably know that Jonah got really mad at God when the Ninevites (laughs) repented. (laughs) He didn't want, in fact, he didn't even preach any hope. In fact, it was kind of like this. If you go back into the book of Jonah, here's what you're going to find. It's kind of like this. I mean, this is, think, think about it. This is after he's barfed down on the beach out of a big fish, presumably a whale. The stomach acids would have bleached him white. He would have been just no skin tone, no color, his hair, if he had any left. And he's, he says, repent. That was it. He didn't say, you know, he basically said in 40 days God is going to torch you and I'm going to go up here and I'm going to watch. I can't wait. You're going to burn. That was basically his his message. And then they repented. He's like, (laughs) just to try to put it into context, if you're wondering about this, it would be like the Islamic let's just say the uh, Islamic uh, state of Iraq and Syria, and you go to ISIS and you say to them, God's going to torch you in 40 days and I'm going to get a front row seat for it, and then they repent. You're going to be like, okay, good, you laugh, so we're okay. I think you get the point. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. We hope you continue to be encouraged in your faith as we learn from the book of 2 Timothy together. One of the greatest lessons from this book is that it doesn't matter how young or old you are. If God calls you to something, answer His calling. He's faithful to use you and your giftings to further the kingdom in powerful ways. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. As always, we encourage you to keep studying the Bible on your own. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in this series, you'll be able to find them at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Maybe as you've been listening today, you've become aware that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. 
You may already read the Bible. You may even attend church. But have you surrendered your life to Christ? If not, today's the day to make that change. If you're not sure where to start, please visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com right now and find the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This will give you step-by-step instructions and will answer questions you might have about why this is important. We also encourage you to be a part of a church. If you're ever in the Kaneohe area, we would love to have you join our church family. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website. Again, that's InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Thanks for joining us for In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true.